never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to Neff Inspiration, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day. I've got Mas Sajari with me. Mas is a man who is pioneering human transformation. And he is a man who lived his life the way he thought is appropriate. And then, you know, uh, the, the universe or whoever is out there, the, 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 the general beautiful consciousness that links us, thought, nah, he needs a bit of a wake-up call. And what better than let him nearly die? And so, I know you heard that right, guys. Um, that is, uh, but you know, I'm instead of me telling the whole story, Mas, welcome to my show. Uh, I'm so honored to speak to you. I can't wait to learn from you uh, the, your your new insights that made you the man that you are today. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Stefan. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Oh, absolutely. Great interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mas, it is, it's so weird. Uh, this is, I've, I've had the privilege to talk with a number of people who have had near death mm -hmm. experiences and I always struggle, you know, how was it when you died? Um, it, 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 <laughs> how do you start something like that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe let's go to the, to the mass who, uh, lived his life before he had this two by four hit him on the forehead to say, wake mm -hmm. up and, and, and live your life proper. Um, who were you before that? Uh, I was actually a struggling college student trying to figure out what life was about. You know, I was about 20, 22 years old when I had my first near death. I've actually had three of them. Uh, the, so the um, before that, which is really, again, I, I applaud you for uh, the great questions. Um, a lot of people get messed up having near-death experiences. There's thousands of near-death experiences, but actually I was groomed. Uh, to have this near-death experience so I can catapult myself to higher levels of, say, awareness or consciousness that we all have, you know, abilities mm -hmm. to access. So before, uh, I was a struggling college student trying to figure out the meaning of life. You know, I used to read, you know, Albert Einstein uh, in his famous quote, you know, he wanted that one equation that equals, you know, life. Um, and then I read the, you know, I read religious texts, the Bible, the Quran, the Spiritual text, all those things. I read a lot of self-improvement courses. You know, went to Tony Robbins even back then. Listened to, gosh, <laughs> uh, Dennis Waitley and all those great people back in the day. And yeah. it's like, God, there was something missing. Well, when I had my first near-death experience, I found what was missing. So. Goodness gracious. May I ask what occurred to you? Yes. Uh, I used to work uh, as a warehouse, uh, you know, unloading rail cars, hmm. uh, you know, as a college job. And uh, one day it was kind of weird because even before the universe knows what what's going on with you. So even the day before, you know, I was, I, I was feeling a little bit off, not sure, kind of wondering about all the things, you know, in the world, who I am, all those deep questions that we ask, the meaning of life while we're here. All those things started coming up for me. Uh, and then I went to work that day, uh, again, a little bit off, uh, but very awake or very alert, not like depressed or anything like that, but just off as my normal self. So th the process was happening already. And uh, um, there was a moving wall inside these rail cars, you know, that keep the product in place. And, and, and um, it was stuck. So, you know, being athletic back then, 
any, well, I guess even now, but being athletic, I offered to climb up, you know, climb up and like pull on, on that top of that, this half ton wall. And lo and behold, my team members were pulling from underneath. I was pulling on top and the thing just let go. And it, and it whizzed me right across the rail car. And what stopped was, was these ceiling members that they have in rail cars. And what stopped was my head. So what stopped the, the wall? <laughs> and it just and it just crushed my jaw. So I was hanging by my jaw, not by my neck, but my my jaw like like this. And uh it was it was a horrifying experience for sure from the outside, from my teammates, but for me it was the the most extraordinary experience. Uh, I could say I've ever had one of the most extraordinary experiences alongside my kids, obviously, but um, that allowed me to see who we are at a very, very deep level, Stefan, that, 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 well, that, that most I, people yeah, don't live. Stay, 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 stay there, stay there, <clears throat> um, stay there. I know where you're going, but I mean, for crying out loud, where you con where, well, conscious, what is conscious? Um, yeah. That is uh, what, what, what occurred to you in that moment? Oh, yeah. So in that moment, uh, I think I literally, at the moment, I had started to say separate from my identity of my, uh, my physical being. So my consciousness was still alert or awake. So a lot of people might go, oh, that's your spirit. So however you label it, it's my consciousness say, separated or my spirit separated from my physical form. Okay? And actually, there's a lot of science or cameras. Uh, that have taken pictures of like essences, you know, leaving a dead body. So basically, that's that woo-woo thing that we don't really understand. But you know, to me, I actually understand it quite clearly. So as I separated, I'm going, wait a second, this feels really, really cool. But then I kind of turned around, literally turned around, and I looked at my body, and then that's what struck me, Stefan. Is like, what, what am I doing over there if I'm over here? And then I noticed that disconnect, and then I realized that I had died. It's like, oh shit, I died, you know, but there was no fear. It was like, oh, I died. And then all of a sudden it's just like, poof, I expanded into the great being that we all think we are deep inside. So I had a firsthand experience on what it felt to be limitless, you know, grand, pure potential, uh, abundant in all aspects of self and possibilities that we can't even imagine. Yeah. And that was just the beginning stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, many of my guests um, are a little bit more stubborn. Um, they, the first time around, <laughs> they think, oh, yeah. that's nice. And then they fall back into their old self. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, here you were, first of all, probably with broken jaws. Uh, there's certainly a certain yes. healing story and then doctor mm -hmm. story coming in. What I like yeah. about your story is that there are no drugs involved in the sense of, yeah. um, sometimes, not drugs in, in the recreational sense, but often yeah. uh, near death experiences can occur when doctors are around. And you could always mm -hmm. argue, ah, oh, they have given you a shot of ketamine as a pain belief, yeah. or they've given you X, Y, Z. Um, yeah, and in your case, this was clearly not the case. This was something no, no, that no. occurred to you. Um, yes. You were in the hospital. Um, did you speak? Yeah. Did you speak about it? Were you clear about what what, what had occurred? Did oh, it and that, and that's the key, Seven. A lot of people, just to clarify your questioning of people who are, say, stubborn, 
about what they saw is because experiences like that, uh, including love, uh, joy, uh, you know, kids, money, and all that are ma- what I call in in my work called exponential intelligence uh, are magnifiers. So a near death is a magnifier to under help you understand who you really are. But like you said, some people are stubborn headed. So what do they do? They go, that's too scary to face the facts of who I am. Exactly. I'm going to hold on to my baggage here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was that was that the case with you? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. In fact, oh, I was like, I, like I said, I was tailored or groomed to okay. go. Okay, this is a great opportunity for you to really awaken and find the questions that we all have deep inside. So take it, and I and I took it. Stefan and I ran. I mean, I ran. I mean, I went into you know the the meaning of life, uh, a life review, which is actually a life relive. Mm. Uh, in in that situation, we actually go, oh, that's why that happened. Oh, that's why that happened. Not, not it was karma, or I did something bad back in the day, and now I'm paying for it. It got. It has nothing to do with that. It literally is. Is like, oh, these are the patterns that i was running so it's it gets into the more the science or more the genetics mm-hmm. you run a certain pattern or a certain say equation of life you're going to get an outcome mm-hmm. to it and as simple as that there's no like well i was really nice why was god treating me like this and all none of that stuff is just straight out logic right from the get-go and i'm going oh shit this makes a lot of sense and and there was no exception to the rule as i realized later in life uh, you know, doing, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of client sessions and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of research, you know, in-depth research, uh, you know, on my own, trying to figure out what, you know, all this stuff that we don't know about is. So. Wow. Yep. Wow. So there you were on this journey. Um, mm-hmm. When you spoke about that to your parents or to the people who loved you, who were around mm-hmm. you at that time, did they believe you? Or did they think, uh, well, was there was there a bit of a, um, hmm, yeah. What was the reception of others? Oh, the perception of others, well, they were just glad to have me back, especially right. my mom and dad, yeah. you know. Um, uh, I, well, after, you know, they, they pushed the wall back and I fell down, uh, you know, on the ground, uh, I guess. And then the next thing I knew, I was awake, you know, I was awake, conscious, um, and I had my jaws wired shut, so I didn't even know what went on oh. afterwards. So, um, so obviously, you know, my wa- my jaws being wired shut, the way my neck was, you yeah. know, in in in, it's like shit. It's amazing that you made it. So uh-huh. yeah, so they're they didn't really question, but they just didn't know what to think about it, you know, so to speak. Because yeah. instantly, literally, I had shifted or transformed yeah. what I was shifted so fast that they didn't quite make sense they didn't know who i was you know because i was just literally a different being exactly you know exactly so, and that must have been scary for them that must have been you was. know oh my god my our son is brain injured <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> goodness so, gracious um yeah where did you go with that? I mean, that is a that is a seismic event for anyone, especially a young man who has been searching for the meaning of life. How did Absolutely. they continue that story? Well, you know, everything was so euphoric. I mean, it was so fantastic. Seven, even if my jaws were wired shut, I had to like drink 
eat food through a straw, you know? <laughs> yeah. So everything was blended. I had to, you know, suck it up. And, <laughs> um, but everything was euphoric. No matter what I did, I was like a little kid, you know, it's like, whoa, this is what my hands feel like. You know, like everything was new. I was experiencing life the way we should. It's like, man, my body was so cool. You know, it's like, gosh, I can actually walk, you know, and, and you get into the logistics of walking and the details and the science on how, how immensely complicated the task of, say, walking or holding onto something without, say, crushing something. Afterwards, just to talk about that, um, you know, the, the nerves in my face was gone, you know, it, it, it got reconnected, but they were broken. So just the fascination of like shaving my beard, I actually broke, you know, the, the shit plastic razors yeah, on yeah. my face because I wasn't getting any feedback from my face. And I, as I pushing, I'm going, I can't feel anything. And it like snapped. I'm going, oh, damn. <laughs> you know, it's little things like that, that you, you take for granted, but it's like, oh, but you know, those little say experiences really awoken me to the brilliance of, of, of human form and the logistics that it takes to create, you know, sentient beings like we are and what we could do here. So I think that was really the lesson. Plus it also allowed me um, amazing abilities to look at, start looking at people and go, oh, okay, that person is going to have, uh, you know, an accident or a fight with their, you know, wife or girlfriend and stuff. And lo and behold, yep, they had an argument, you know, later on. And it's like, and it's like, and then that startled me because I'm going, how, how, how the hell did I know that? Or how yeah. the heaven did I know that? You know? So. <laughs> well, I love to, the lies a little there, the heaven and yes. hell. And yes. it, the, such a, such a new ability or such a new, yeah, let's call it ability, um, mm -hmm. is, um, can be heaven and it can be hell because yes. you have got, First of all, you doubt yourself. There's no doubt in my mind that you doubted yourself because well, you think about what am I, what am I, what's going on here? That's true. Yeah, you doubt you doubt not only yourself, but you really doubt, say, the creation of what humankind is as has become. Um, you know, you get started getting disappointed on the possibilities of we what we all are. Because I started noticing, you know, like my friends, it's like, oh my God, you've got so much potential that you don't uh -huh. even realize uh -huh. that are masked by, you know, your parents' identities and all this other stuff that you believe in. That you know, I'm I'm heavily doubting myself. So it, you know, and and actually that seven led led me to, you know, fast forward about twenty years, uh, it, which is interesting. I've had three near deaths and they've both all been like 20, 22 years apart, which is quite interesting. So I don't know if there's something to that, but, um, but that led me to the second near death. Cause I was questioning so heavily is like, why are we in such suffering? Why are we, you know, addicted to things? Why, you know, why do we do the things that we do? Why aren't we just reaching our potential, which, which was grooming or groomed me to the second near death experience that I had. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Segway straight into that one because so. But you say twenty-two years apart. The first one yeah. was when you were seventeen. That makes you eighteen Around now. 22. 
yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we know. So 22 <laughs> plus three, uh, that's a lot of age. You're not 80. Come on, man. Your maths are wrong. No, 22. <laughs> well, 22, the next one, the second near death was uh, around 44. I see. I see. I see. This so, is how you count. Okay. Fair call. Yeah. Uh, so, so birth 22, was, 44, but, 44 or 45 around yeah, that time. Yeah. Frame. Um, yeah, so the second one was actually a, a drowning incident. Oh. And again, like I said, I was groomed because I was really searching. Now that I knew, now that I had, basically the first near-death gave me a handbook on the way life should be. And, and it sounds kind of weird, but you know, when we're born, this is where kids, you know, under the age seven, like especially around five or six, they start to become intelligent and they go, okay, I've got this handbook on the way life is, but why are mom and dad like this? And this is where the why, 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 why questions that kids ask, you know, they're going, okay, the handbook tells me this, but you're telling me this, why um, the difference? And then the parents go, because I said, because my parents did it that way, because society says it, or parents just like flat out lie to you because they don't know the answer and they want to, you know, so they want to be that, you know, model for you. So it messes up kids. So just. For those who mm -hmm. have kids listening to this show, hmm. you know, if you've got younger kids, guys, you know, they've they're onto something. So they gave me the first near death. Lily goes, Lily, you know, God or pure source, as I call it, however you define it, it doesn't matter to me. It's just somebody that has has super intelligence goes, hey guys, I gave you that handbook. Here it is again. So that's what the first near death gave me. The yeah. second near death. Because I had questions on what's the difference here? Why aren't we running this handbook, which is so perfect compared yeah. to this? And by the way, the handbook is not based on any religion or anything like that, because the handbook was created way before mankind was ever created. So which is kind of interesting for me. Um, but the second near death really allowed me, it was a drowning accident. I got sucked into a cenotes uh, in Belize in one of the rafting trips that they have uh, that's supposed to be safe by the way but <laughs> yeah. at least that's what, that's what they say uh, but you know but even then i was groomed for it and they ran out of life jackets and i you know i figured well i'm a strong swimmer you know because i was in you know swimming swim team and all that it's like i can handle it and i've got my inner tube so again i was groomed or set up to have this say life-changing experience where i can <laughs> catapult to the higher level so okay so, yeah the second near death allowed me i was underwater i got sucked into a cenotes basically you know uh, um an underground uh tunnel you know that feeds underground caves and waterfalls and all that so um probably it was a lava tube back in the day but now it's filled with water you know so um, I got sucked into the bowels of the earth and, uh, and it was really interesting. It's like, oh, that feeling again, I separated from my body <clears throat> and I could see my body just float away into the darkness. And then I was actually excited. So it wasn't terrifying for me. Although I go, God, that's the last time I'm going to see my family, my kids and all that. You know, I thought I'd have more life to than this, but I was okay with it. Because I transcended to a higher level of self again. I could actually feel the water. I could actually feel myself transition into another realm or another consciousness. Mm -hmm. And again, I was aware. And that's the difference between me and most near-death uh, experiencers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that experience led me way beyond, say, the consciousness. Uh, it allowed me to understand that their time is a variable, although it's a constant here. The way we understand or we can manipulate time, uh, the way we see realities or possibilities uh, is very, very different. Uh, it led me to different dimensions of possibilities or different dimensions of self. You know, like the movie Everywhere, Everything, All at Once. I don't know if you've seen that movie or the mm. Spider-Man movie where they talk about the multiverse and different dimensions of self. <laughs> I actually saw those things. Um, if you, if I wanted to go to France, for example, I, I just like went to France, uh, you know, not in human form, but it's like, oh, wow, this feels like France, you know, and you could sense what France feels like as a frequency, which is really cool. Um, and then also the coolest thing was the amount of love I felt. Is like way if you I always say like if you multiplied any joyous moment that you've had by about a million times, that's the the just the pure love that you have. And it's just amazing. There's no conditional love, unconditional love, whatever kind of love that we have here. It's just mm. one definition that I've understood. And and everything actually has one definition if you go to the first level, say principle on that or first mm. level definition of of those words, you know, and, and, and at that level, it's like, whoa, this is the kind of love that we could experience here physically. I, I, it's like, now that I know, I wish I was in physical form again, you know, but um, I, I didn't know at the time that I, I'd come back because, um, you know, I, I, I think I went through the veil or passed through the veil that you're not supposed to come back. Uh, and that veil is the understanding that we have access to all knowledge that ever was, is, and shall be because there's no time. So everything exists. Uh, so Einstein, again, was correct that everything exists all at once. And thank God for time so we can, you know, see it linearly, basically. Um, but the cool thing about it, Stefan, was in that realization, I was still thinking that I had human form. Because, you know, your spirit or your limitless self you know, is so conditioned to that human form. But then something happened that went beyond, you know, it went beyond cool to me. Uh, I mean, where I was, was amazingly amazing. But I, try, I it's like I ex exploded into a universe of my own. So I had lost all definition of human form. Hmm. And I was literally a universe of my own, just timeless. And I'm going, whoa, this is really cool. And it's this beautiful blue. I still remember it. It's kind of like the deep ocean blue. It's, mm -hmm. it's sim very similar to that. And I'm going, whoa, this is so amazing. And there's no time. So you could literally, it felt like forever, but then it felt like now. You know, there's no boredom. There's no nothing. It's just like, whoa, this is amazing. But, and that, and that beautiful blue space, I call it the universal database. Um, uh, because if you're in that space or if you're connected to that space, you can have access to all the information that ever is. And that's what I do now, by the way. So when I got pushed back into my body, um, which was amazing as well, because I was I was underwater for about eight to 10 minutes, according to my uh, wife at the time. But I was about 100 yards above river not downriver, but above river from where I got sucked into. So 
out of divine intervention or something happened where I just placed found myself in the quieter, you know, shallows of the river going again, how the heaven did I get here? You know, <laughs> it's like, I, cause it didn't make sense to me logically. It's like, gosh, if I got sucked down, you know, way down there, I should be, you know, down river more, but how did I end up back here? Which was to this day is still perplexing, but, uh, and I was so calm. Uh, I was bloody because uh, I try to fight, you know, working my way out of the tunnel that I got sucked into. But other than that, I, it was really euphoric. And that's and that's where my abilities really started to kick in. So, Wow. Yeah, it's I find it intriguing to listen to your descriptions. <clears throat> uh, many other people describe light in and often in a very overpowering but beautiful way. Or they describe meeting um, either a deity or meeting ancestors, people that have mm -hmm. passed. Um, yeah. That that was not part of your experience, and it just shows how. Uh, or was it? Was it? And we have not talked about no. it yet. No. No. Um, yeah, and I uh, and I actually can explain that um, if you yeah. want. Go for it. Yes, I would be yeah. intrigued. So, you know, there's a tunnel of light that they talk about. I mm. was in that tunnel of light. The first near death allowed me to see the beauty and grace. And the tunnel of light is like all possibilities that could ever happen to you. Yeah. Hence, so if you can imagine, uh, and it's so brilliant and it's so bright. So it feels like light, but it's actually, say, a consciousness that you are sucked into. And, and I talk about all, being at all possibilities, not just like white light, is, <clears throat> is when you mix you know, the three colors, <clears throat> which can make, you know, millions of colors from the, you know, the primary colors, right? We all know that. <clears throat> so when you mix all of those at 100%, so all possibilities of color is white. <laughs> okay. So when you're in the white light, you're literally in the, the arena or consciousness where all possibilities for you can exist. Hence the white light. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does actually. So, yeah, but you have to be really awakened or groomed. Most people see their loved ones welcoming them. So in that tunnel of light, there's like um, uh, 13 layers of consciousness. That, so the first layer is an introductory layer. It's like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you see your pet cat or dog or horse, whatever. You have, you know, loved ones that have crossed over. They kind of welcome you. And then you kind of go through a recalibration or a reintroduction to who you really are outside of your physical form, you know, because you carry the identity of being ill, being, you know, again, addicted, being abused, being wealthy, being all that into that tunnel of light. Mm -hmm. So the 13 layers basically are ways to shed those things out and you <laughs> pop out the other side back into your brilliance. So, <laughs> okay, that's a beautiful way of actually putting it, like basically yeah. coming coming in rather dirty and actually having a shower and getting rid of all the, the rubbish that is on you or in you in exactly. that case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the deities, you know, um, the deities are seeing Jesus and seeing whatever, all those angels and all that stuff. So if you believe that that's a good thing, like here in this physical world, mm. then they'll give you a clue going you're in the right place so if you're christian for example you'll see jesus 
if you're Muslim, you'll see, you know, Muhammad. Or if you see, if you believe in Buddha, oh, it's like, oh gosh, I saw Buddha. And this is where, you know, at our consciousness level in this form, you know, the physical form, people go, I saw Jesus. So Jesus is the one. The Christianity is the is the real deal. Hmm. But no, to that person, if you believe that grapefruit is your savior, you you die you'll see grapefruits everywhere for you. It's just telling you kind of like, Absolutely. you know, brain, you know, your brain or your dream states, you know, it just tells you that, Hey, you're in the right place. This is what you believe goodness is. Mm. This is what we're giving you. So you can say reference it. So it gives you reference point. Mm. I love it that you were just saying, this is what we are giving you. Um, yes. Do we have, how would you describe what is out there? You say it's you became your own universe, um, mm -hmm. but at the same token, you you were uh, indicating maybe as a Freudian slip uh, that there is another entity out there that is giving us this opportunity to grow and this opportunity yeah. to see and experience uh, things way beyond our grasp. Um, yes. What is your your feeling and what are you happy to talk about when it comes to that? Absolutely. Part? Yeah, you know, and again, I love your questions, Stefan. It's beautiful. Thank you uh, for that. The, the, so the we that we talk about, it's not so so again, we condition ourselves to to have a personal identity. Mm. So <clears throat> the we that I talk about is literally an environment or what I call a consciousness that when you step in, you become that consciousness. So that we is you is you're part of that we. You're part of that consciousness. And that consciousness is basically knowledge or concepts of how that reality should work. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a separate entity or anything mm -hmm. like that. Although it feels like different than you. But if you stayed in that consciousness long enough, that we becomes you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just like in this physical form, if you, for example, addictions, you know, if you're staying in an environment of, you know, addictive patterns, programs, and all that. So if you stay in that environment, you become that environment. Mm. So if you change your environment, which most people don't do, mm. um, you're, you know, you still might not be addicted, but you're still in that environment and you have to be really, really cautious, so to speak, or not not go into a bar not go do this and not do that right but mm. like i said if you change your environment then it's like well uh, in this case i'm not addicted anymore or i don't have abuse patterns anymore mm. or you know so it's that kind of concept does that make sense it's kind of mm. hard to oh it is hard but i love it that, yeah. that you give it a shot to to express it in yeah, in words because we are talking about 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 things about about mm. energy forms that that are beyond our grasp therefore often are beyond our language uh the exactly. ability of us to actually describe it um mm -hmm. how can you describe love especially exactly. when once it becomes such an overpowering and beautiful emotion as you have experienced Absolutely. um so that is uh, th thank you thank you for giving it a shot let's put it like that Wow. Yeah. Um, can, can, I, can I give you an example yeah. on like people's reference points? Hmm. So um, I, I was, you know, I, I do a lot of events all over the world and 
uh, I was on stage once and, you know, I work on people, you know, live, you know, and, and I can see what's going on with them. So I asked this person to, you know, come up on stage and, you know, I read them to see what's going Cause I can, with the abilities after my second near death, uh, step on, I can actually pinpoint exactly say the, the situation that caused you to be you today, you know, cause again, those are, so anyway, I was working on this person and, um, you know, I, you know, I read them and, you know, they started to move around and they started to change, you know, on stage. And later on, you know, two people came up to me and they go, God, you know, when I saw you, you know, and when I saw you, I saw, you know, Jesus behind you, helping him heal that person. I go, wow, that's really intriguing. Thank you. You know? Um, and then, and then what really puzzled me is like later on, you know, is, is like this other person came up and it's like, God, you know, when I, when I saw you heal that person, I saw Buddha come uh, in, uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I'm going, and I'm going, Oh, wait a second. And I was really confused, you know, for a while. And I'm going, it's like, cause I, you know, you always want to search, you know, it's like, well, well, which one was it? You know, one person told me, so, you know, and it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. So it's like, okay, if you're Christian based, you'll see the healer as Absolutely. a Christian ideation. You know, if you're Buddhist, you'd see that person. So I'm going, oh, okay. So that that really helped me understand, you know, how say the universe communicates with you mm. or how you see the universe. The universe is always sending out, say, information to you, how you filter that information is well left up to you and your experiences that you've had so. wow it's beautiful how you how you describe it that is actually a really lovely lovely way it makes perfect sense to me for some of the viewers if that is the first time that you guys are coming across such concepts uh it might scare the living daylights out of you or you might yes. actually think god what a nut job stefan who did you bring onto your shop uh, show here today <laughs> um and it's it's okay to feel like that because we're we're mm -hmm. touching upon experiences and touching upon uh concepts that mm -hmm. are so foreign to most of us uh, the vast mm -hmm. majority of us will never get the privilege to experience something like that right um absolutely and so as such it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be skeptic um, mm -hmm. It is. Um, however, there are so many, so many real life experiments that are going out. I mean, go go to the fact that the CIA and, and other alphabet soup agencies in the States uh, spent decades on remote viewing experiments, funded that to the to the, the cost of trillions. Um, and oh, no. So if there was nothing to it, then hang on, hang on. Okay, so. And, hmm? and you know, Stefan, uh, uh, you're talking about spending drillions, which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't even come close to the abilities that I have and the abilities that I teach people. Hmm. Exactly. Because they, they, what they're doing is they're constructing of the realm that they know, which is really um, backwards i was gonna say ass backwards but i don't know if I can. <laughs> but but you step out of that paradigm out of the box and you go oh that's how it really works uh exactly exactly yeah. so wow okay 
Um, do I asked you before the show, but I also want to show it. Uh, want to share it now here uh, on 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 stage. I was about to say here in reality. Yeah. Um, there are people out there who do channel who and channeling refers typically to the fact that you can tap into uh, voluntarily mm -hmm. tap into a uh, a consciousness or maybe communicate with with a form of energy out there that can be quite literal and some people talk about aliens some people talk about angels um mm -hmm what do you make out of that what do you make out of this channeling okay yeah i mean channels um you know if you're not say resonating at the right frequency uh, and again it's all straight uh quantum physics if you're not resonating at the right frequency so you're not resonating at the right frequency you want access to information that's out there or beyond or the unknown okay um and my description of say uh, aliens are just higher levels of knowledge or intelligence. You know, they're not green men or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just a higher order of intelligence that's, mm -hmm. you know, above our consciousness. So what most people do is that they're not resonating properly. And what they do is like, they need to channel or connect to something outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. so, so what, what we do in, you know, in, in XI exponential intelligence is get you exponentially intelligent where if you want to know the information at that level of consciousness mm -hmm. you rise to that level you create say the right frequency and you can actually tap into that level of consciousness with your with with you you don't need to channel outside of yourself mm -hmm. so that knowledge exists in you as long as you again resonate at a certain frequency <laughs> I'm just and around. that's what we teach mm -hmm. yeah you don't you don't need somebody outside of yourself i mean they could help you sure but, and i'm not saying that channeling is not real or anything like that it's real it's very real but you want to make sure who and what you channel <laughs> because if you channel and you can see it Stefan, you've seen people who channel they get messed up because over time the human form morphs into the channel form so say that, say that, um, you know, like, uh, I don't want to talk about anybody famous, but say a person channels a deity outside, and that deity is called Rama or whatever, over time, they would turn into or get deformed into an ideation of Rama. That makes sense. And this is where they have health problems, they have physical issues, they have mental instability and all that stuff that can occur. Um, look at all the great channelers. After a while, they didn't do well. And not just like on the etheric side, look at Tesla, Nikola Tesla. He channeled great experiments and great inventions. He didn't, he he ascended to a level or he channeled um, those great ideas. And then over time, he got a little, well, not a little, but <laughs> a little mentally unstable, let's mm -hmm. just say. Mm. So, and well, how do you define mentally unstable uh, in in a <laughs> in a world where where God we are constantly transforming mental mm -hmm. stability? You would 
you would uh, define that by comparing his behavior or his thoughts or well, behaviors mm-hmm. really compared with with uh, other people who are living at the same time and their belief yeah. systems. So therefore, I mean, <laughs> dodgy. But I hear what you're saying. I, I hear that, yeah. uh, which then raises the question, if you can channel mm-hmm. into this, be- not channel, wrong. If you... Transcend? Uh, no, even, no, no. <laughs> okay, better words. <laughs> I like them. Uh, no, you are saying basically it is all already in you. It's all already yeah. there. Mm-hmm. We can tap into that. So mm-hmm. if this beautiful energy is there, mm-hmm. is there also a destructive negative energy? So it, it, to use, uh, again, cliches, heaven and hell, can we mm-hmm. actually channel or uh, or transcend into hell as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, w- w- one of the things that might I think it'll get your mind like rolling like weeks after this conversation is over is that you are actually being channeled to be you. So you're already channeling. Your consciousness exists, say, out here. It chan- you, a physical being, are logged in, like say a Wi-Fi network, mm-hmm. uh, to be you. So that so you're already channeling some thing that we don't know. People call it their spirit. I call it your you know uh, uh, timeless self. Again, that. So if you're channeling that thing, the the connection to that say being that that consciousness that you that creates you has all the answers anyway so you all you need to do is create a stronger connection between your higher self your timeless self and your time-bound self so did that make sense Mm. that that concept think about it i knew it'll it'll crunch your brain a bit (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly although it is it is logical uh there's so many there's so many Oh. And then I forgot what I was supposed to answer. Sorry. So no, 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 no. It's the question of heaven and hell. Of uh, oh, the of, heaven and hell. Of yeah. strong. Of uh, of this beautiful, benevolent, empowering, conscious mm-hmm. state that yeah. that can bring us forward to to <clears throat> human levels that we can't even even fathom. Yet, um, if we accept that as this beautiful state up there, is there also this state, a different energy there? Is there, are there demons? Are there, and I'm using, I'm using cliches, I'm using words, just because that is what we sort of over the Mm -hmm. last centuries have linked with that darker energy. Yes. So, uh, and again, it's going to push what most people are comfortable with. But I think if you just allow it to absorb, you go, oh, shit, that makes sense. Okay. So so there's a layer, okay? And then you transcend. Um, so where, and I'll just put numbers to this, if you don't mind. So just mm-hmm. for clarity. So you're at a level zero consciousness, mm-hmm. okay? So, and that's just zero point. Basically, this is where density is created. The next layer is like level one, where you can't create any density, you can't bring your physical body, but you can bring your consciousness in there, okay? Mm-hmm. Or your existence of self in there, uh, again, or your spirit, so to speak. And then there's three, four, five, six, seven till infinity out there, right? So, 
So what happens is that when you come into a time-bound consciousness like we are in, there has to be opposites for you to, say, reference who you are. So in order for you to feel love, if you had no reference point, you would not know what love is about. Mm. So you'd have to have the extreme, right? If you experience, you would never know what darkness would be if you didn't have light. Mm. Like a blind man would not have a reference point, like blind person uh, being born with no sight. They would not have no reference point. You try to explain what a color is. You mm. try to explain what light is. They would have no reference point or no clue at all what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. So in order to make this reality in existence where we can understand it and how one of the functions of how time and space work, you'd have to have reference points, darkness, lightness, hot, cold, all that stuff for you to go, oh, I am this, to be abused, to be non-abused, to be you know unhappy or to be happy again all those need to be have like a gradient scale to be on for you to understand who you are mm-hmm. um uh just like okay if you're standing up there's a mechanism in your brain that goes oh okay i'm standing up compared to when i'm lying down again those are reference points you know mm-hmm. if you're if you're um uh, you know uh like really i don't know aggressive compared to somebody who's not aggressive how would you know if you're aggressive if there's mm. no you know uh reference points mm. so that's why those things exist in this physical form right mm. uh in this physical realm but what but the problem is and we're great creators by the way is that we and again this is going to push your push your mind for you is that we don't die properly so we're not we're not awakened when we die and i think that's one of the biggest pandemics in the world is that we don't die properly usually we're uh, you know we're, we're we've got we're loaded with drugs so our consciousness doesn't know when we disconnect or physically die so we're still in existence somewhere that makes sense to you like a lot of people that i see is like they really they they don't even know that they're dead sometimes especially like if they're <laughs> suicidal seriously they, they're suicidal they're in an altered state and they and they disconnect from this physical realm or their body they go to the level one consciousness but they still think that their problems still exist and that's where that next level above this physical level or that veil that a lot of people talk about, they bring all their, I was going to say, their crap. They bring all their bullshit into the next level and it starts to create that level with all the drama and all the distortions. And then we feed upon that level by making it true, hmm. by by acting upon it, by sensing what's in that level. And that's where the darkness comes in. That's where I say the devil comes in. That's where all that stuff comes in into play. That's where entities start to get created, basically entities or evil and all that. Yes, I do see that. But again, those are levels inside or within the concepts of space and time. You go beyond that into a pure form, which most people go on, there is no concepts of evil. It's just, again, possibilities that exist for you. 
Wow. So we, we, you know, when we, so there's timeless space and then there's this huge veil. And again, everything is of, uh, say, uh, filters. So you have, so the first filter would be time and space. And then the physics of this reality, like electromagnetism and so on. And then, so, you know, it's filter upon filter upon filter. And then there's your family filter. And then there's your filter. And then there's you. Does that make sense? How all those things get filtered down. Um, so we carry all those filters above into that next realm, basically. And then that's how those things get created. They're not created by a being called God. Let's just say that. Okay. That makes actually sense. That is yeah. that is a beautiful, I've never heard that that kind of explanation of um of the phenomena or the, the things that we that the church uh, made us believe over the, the last two thousand years. Um so that's what? intriguing. It's a good way to control people. I mean, parents use it all the time. You know, the boogeyman's going to get you. Mm. Uh, oh, all this is going to get you. And then that starts to become reality. It's kind of like the placebo effect. I mean, <laughs> back in the day, they used to give prisoners, you know, uh, a hefty dose of poison. And they go, hey, this is supposed to be good for you. And they wouldn't die. That's how great our creativity is. Right? And then it goes like, shit, what the hell happened? Right? That. And it's like, how did that work? <laughs> or you give somebody a placebo and it, you know, they're healed from whatever. So in most of the pharmaceutical studies, by the way, the placebos are almost or sometimes more effective than the actual drug. <laughs> and, and that's just straight out statistics, guys. So, well, it depends so on the study, creator. but yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. I mean, that depends on how you do it. And and the placebo yeah. effect is that's that's uh, we can we can then emphasize this effect very easily mm -hmm. by, you know, saying, "Oh, I need to put drug, uh, put gloves on," because that that little tablet is so powerful. I actually can't even touch it, even with gloves. Yeah. So I've got gloves <laughs> on, and I've taken a pincer, and now here, now we'll put it underneath your tongue. Um, yeah. And you know, it depends upon what, how we, how we dress that all up. Um, exactly. And you, and you could, exactly. of course, argue that the church. Uh, certainly more the, the, the conservative mm -hmm. churches are doing exactly that. And earlier yeah. on, if you carefully go back over that interview, there's one moment when I was just <laughs> maybe a bit cynically laughing there when you said that all uh, all the consciousness is already within you and that that mm -hmm. uh, all the energy is there. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the church doesn't like words like that because without no. that, with, uh, with that recognition that everything is already within you, you don't need to go to the mm -hmm. Sunday church service to be absolved of your sins. Um, Absolutely. Because <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> you, my friend, are going straight for the uh, the pyre. Okay, <laughs> let's burn yeah. you at the stake. <laughs> yeah. Bloody but, hell! You know, the the one thing I want to get across is like uh, I've really studied the Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, and you know Abraham and great people like that. So those people had you know great knowledge, great wisdom that they tapped into somehow. Hmm. Um. So I'm not discrediting those individuals, the purity of those individuals. Okay. I'm like you and I, we're both questioning the, let's say, the concepts of what religions have come to be, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So if you are religious, again, I'm not knocking religion down, but ask, what would Jesus do? 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. I like it. I like it a lot. Simple and as that. It, and, yeah. And you could easily imagine that that Jesus was an equally enlightened person who was able to actually tap into energy levels and do some mm -hmm. tremendous good with it. So mm -hmm. if if he is healing with his hands, well, there is not necessarily something wrong with that and because no, many, many people around us nowadays still have this ability or continue to develop again these abilities that have been lost in modern civilization. Yeah. And yes. so we all have this opportunity to expand our horizon, expand our knowledge, expand our skills, our expertise. Yeah. If we just Absolutely. stop the rat race for a moment and yeah. actually allow ourselves to be right here, so intentional in the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. And oh, it is, it is that is where where the magic starts. Mm -hmm. when we stop yes. our 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 race isn't it absolutely yeah like like you said i'm actually a testament to having great healing abilities and again i don't heal anybody i don't claim to heal anybody i actually help you awaken mm -hmm. to the possibilities of who you are where you can go hey i don't want to be have cancer anymore i want this possibility of myself so mm -hmm. you start to you know awaken people to possibilities and then they can cure and heal themselves of say amazing things mm -hmm. that is beautiful i mean that is i mean that is now sounding like a big strange woo woo now he's going too far um but having said that it's mm -hmm. guys i want you to think about uh simple things uh, all those viewers and listeners out there you probably have been there that you were sitting in a car in a traffic lights and uh suddenly you know that two cars behind you on the left someone is looking at you and you mm -hmm. turn around and this guy goes all over the show because he doesn't want to meet your eye because he had been looking yeah. at you so how the, how the heaven <laughs> or the hell uh, did you did you know that this guy was looking at you so Absolutely. that is an example where hang on so there are energies out there that you don't know yet in daily life you you experience it a gut feeling intuition um maybe deja vu um uh, maybe uh other phenomena that you come across and that you just you know shrug off mm -hmm. there are so many examples out there that just show you that mm -hmm. there is more to this life than meets the eye or meets Absolutely. the ear or any other sense Absolutely. <laughs> Can I just help you clarify that too? Yeah. If you don't mind. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, you know, just think of it this way. And by the way, my my abilities have been tested um, through frequency work and, you know, mm -hmm. physicists and stuff like that. So, but um, back to your question, just to clarify that for you, my friend, the, you know, let's just say that those frequencies are already existing in you, mm -hmm. but say that I'll just make it simple. Say you don't have a Wi-Fi router, okay? The Wi-Fi frequencies are available to you. <laughs> but if you don't have an apparatus, they like this phone, and you'll go, well, there's no Wi-Fi here. It's like, well, check your phone and, and, and do this. Do me a favor, guys, if you don't believe in it. You know, go to your Wi-Fi and then look at all the Wi-Fi 
you know, especially in a public place, yeah. look at all the Wi-Fi, you know, uh, you know, access things that that are there that your phone is showing you. You just don't have access to it. You don't have the password to use it. So what I help you with is like, oh, let me give you that Wi-Fi code to access that frequency that's already there. So <laughs> it's not that, you know, you turn on something, you turn on something in you, those frequencies are hitting you just like all the microwaves, electromagnetics, the radio waves and Wi-Fi waves and cellular waves and all that stuff that we wouldn't even know that existed. You know, bees use what nature's Wi-Fi all the time mm. to court it, you know, GPS. How, do, how does that work? They're simple little bees, but they can coordinate just like Google Maps can. Salmon uh dribble thousands of thousands of miles and then come back to within i've forgotten that within 10 meters of of the area <laughs> where they were actually uh coming to life uh to yeah, spawn there yeah the, the monarch butterfly they travel from what northern you know minnesota where yeah. i live all the way down south and then they travel back it's like how do how do they know that journey well, exactly. You know? <laughs> so you can connect to that unseen world. Yeah. You know, if we just awaken. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Mas, you're an amazing man. Um, I'm blown away. I knew this would be an amazing uh, interview, but I'm, uh, I'm just a bit gobsmacked here. I'm just a bit <laughs> awakened, maybe. Awakened is, I think, the uh, best word to describe that. Uh, just, just, as if I had been driving through uh, the darkness, through a dark street, and suddenly you see a little door, just that little bit open, just that glimpse of, of a world inside where there is light. I feel exactly mm -hmm. the same way there. Um, if if other people are as intrigued as I am, um, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can go to ximeditation.com. Uh, so it's xi and then meditation.com also you know you know you're into sobriety and um you know so what we've done actually for for your for your people out there if you if you go to xi recover.com uh, slash addiction uh there's actually a course that if you'd like you know just see it if it's right for you and with the pro promo code recover you get a hefty discount off that course that may mm. help you go through the process of addictions and all that so wow thank you so much mas look down there guys into the description of the youtube video and of the podcast because you've got all those links down there <laughs> um yeah wow what an opportunity what an opportunity thank for you. all of us to grow for all of us to connect in a more meaningful way mm -hmm. with ourselves with Absolutely. those around us, with those probably before us, and maybe even with those after us, with energy forms that that are out there. And I love the mm -hmm. the, the picture of the Wi-Fi routers. Um, yeah. Wow, I can't wait personally to explore different realms, different yeah, different opportunities out there. Wow. 
There's this, plenty to experience. <laughs> Mas, you're an amazing man. Thank you so thank much you so for much. being a guest on my show. This was a blast. And thank you for being such a uh, intelligent host and asking me great questions, my friend. <laughs> Good. It was straight from the heart. And you guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion. Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.